0: 58, Las Vegas, Nevada This week And welcome into the Sunday card As we get you ready for the big game With all of the picks And the prop bets And the food And the popping circumstance of it all Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Frith here We are down Our fearless leader Dan Zapano He is under the weather yet again this week He would do anything to be here and do this show, so we know he's down bad. But I am here with the esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone,
1: Lou. Super Bowl Fifty Eight this weekend. How you feel, buddy? You excited? You you nervous?
0: It's Super (laughs) Bowl. I'm always excited. The uh,
1: the Prince of Darkness back again, here again. I know it just keeps ripping people's hearts out and. Nobody wants to see him in the Super Bowl anymore. Nobody wants to see Swifty. Nobody wants to see Kelsey, I guess. But I'm going to keep rooting, buddy. I, I'll tell you who I'm picking at the end of the show, but I'm going to keep rooting. I, I, I want to see a dynasty. And I they're right on the cusp. I think they need this championship. It'll be the first back-to-back champ in exactly 20 years since the Patriots did it. And there's a little narrative for you right there, but I'm excited to see San Fran. I'm excited to see what Christian McCaffrey does. I was looking at some of his rushing props. I know getting all the prop bets, uh, but yeah, man, that's big game. I know Danny's down and out, but of all the shows to miss, this <laughs> un- incredible. Mr. Under the weather is under the weather.
0: He is under the weather. Uh, I-, I don't know. He might, we might be able to get a recording from him later today to s- snipe that, uh, snick that into the show somewhere. We'll see if he's feeling up to it, but I know it- down not pretty bad but he'd do anything to be there but you are right this is the dynasty game for the chiefs right three and five years this would be for them and that feels like the the bar we have set to be claiming teams a dynasty um obviously we've got the kansas city chiefs taking on the san francisco 49ers a rematch from a few years ago five years ago i believe it was uh down in miami and let's just set the tail of the tape here let's just get right into the game we're not going to do a recap from last week. We saw – or from, from the conference championship weekend. We know the Niners came back on the Lions. Questionable decisions from Dan Campbell and all that. And in my opinion on the Ravens game, just the worst game plan ever out of Todd Monk and, and Lamar Jackson. Played his worst game of the season all year. Won his MVP. Good for you. He's the only two-time MVP without a Super Bowl win now. So that's going to start following him around wow. a lot. A lot going forward. But the tail of the tape in this game. The San Francisco 49ers open as two and a half point favorites. It got bet all the way down after early action. People have been betting the Chiefs as underdogs. People have been kind of saying it for the past two weeks against Buffalo and the Ravens. People wondering how is Mahomes a dog? How are the Chiefs a dog in this situation? And they're right back there again. It gets all the way back down to minus one. But then more money comes in. San Francisco gets all the way back up to two and a half. And now it is settled at minus two, as we record this Saturday morning, uh the day before the game. The Chiefs right now have 70% of the tickets, 70% of the bets, and 74% of the money. And this is pretty drastic in a Super Bowl game to see this big of a uh, one-sided betting side. If it finishes over 70%, Lou, that will be the highest bet percentage side in Super Bowl history. There were two others. The two others uh, highest before were 68%. They were the Patriots when they took on the Rams. So the public was right on that one. And the other was the Broncos when they took on the Seahawks. And that did not go the public's way nor my way in that game. As I sat in MetLife Stadium and sat in the tunnel for the second half charging my phone because they were down 30 points or whatever. That,
1: that was a tough one. You you just, you wiped that away. You, it, it, you know,
0: the one Super Bowl I probably ever go to in my life <laughs> just got absolutely the crap kicked out of us. So the total in this game (laughs) has opened at 47 and a half and has not moved. 53% of the bets are on the under 64% of the money is on the under. Interesting to me that this line hasn't moved though at all. Uh, I have had no really deciding side on the total either. So it kind of makes sense to me that there doesn't seem to be too big of an edge, too many different ways this game could go. 47 and a half kind of seems like a, a real good median score here. And then if we want to set, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, this is his fourth Super Bowl appearance. He's 2-1 and in Super Bowls. And then, obviously, we have Brock Purdy, the man on the other side, Mr. Irrelevant, playing in his first Super Bowl appearance. And the head coach is Andy Reid, 2-2 and in Super Bowls as a head coach. Kyle Shanahan, obviously 0-1, losing to the Chiefs a few years ago in this exact matchup. Lou, I want to get a little bit into storylines here. I don't want to, you know, I think we've talked – everybody knows – these teams at this point, as far as we'll talk a little bit about what we think the game plan is going to be, but I think we know who these two teams are. We've talked about it extensively uh, and and you've heard it everywhere else for a few weeks now. So the storyline in this game, again, I want to get to talking about the quarterbacks. All I've heard this past week, Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. And it's not just coming from you, (laughs)
1: but
0: Patrick Mahomes is inevitable has been the line, because as again, he was a dog in the past two games. It was the year that their offense took the biggest dip that we've seen this offense take and not be a top five scoring offense in the league. Explosive, big, deep passing plays. His num- uh, Mahomes didn't have his most eye-popping numbers. We didn't think the offense was going to be able to hold up. And then they entered the playoffs and they've been methodical, maintained possession kind of an offense. The emergence of Rashi Rice and the increased utilization of Pacheco have been a huge part of that in the playoffs. And Kelsey just flipped the switch in the playoffs this year. Honestly, I mean, he as much as he was having a decent year, he has been his dominant self, uh, catching close to 10 passes, I believe, in mm-hmm. both past two games. Um
1: why do you think that is? Is there a is there a reason that maybe Kelsey's turning it up? It's there he was lights out against Baltimore. There were a couple yeah. catches he made where it's just like, okay, this guy is for real. So I think he's got a good luck charm maybe up in the stand somewhere. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you're sick of hearing that yeah. everyone's sick of the Swift stuff. You know, is, is she's a superstar? She's worth like over a billion dollars. They, they, I saw a story earlier they were talking about is she a bigger story than the actual Super Bowl? And it's like, all right, all right, we're we're, we're getting out of hand here a little bit. But then if you want to talk about narratives, the question is, is we're gonna have Super Bowl commercials that are targeted towards women now because they're like viewership amongst women is up nine percent. I saw probably gonna be cosmetics, probably gonna see all sorts of different, you know, uh apparel, clothes, stuff that you never seen in years past, instead of just the you know, usual Doritos and you know Pepsi commercials that we're used to seeing all the time. So it's uh it's gonna be a good one. I think Mahomes is really lighting it up. He is inevitable, like you said, he just keeps coming back for more. I know you're sick of them. Everyone's sick of them, except for me. Uh, But like you said, Pacheco has been running great. Andy Reid's game plan has been fantastic. It just, can you do it against Shanahan? That's the real question.
0: And the problem is when the majority of kind of general fans, obviously you've got more people. Jumping in every week as you get closer to the Super Bowl, more, more people start tuning into football that weren't, you know, or watching every single game like we are in every, are every weekend of the regular, regular season and everybody is talking Mahomes, And that is one of those things that makes me nervous. Cause it just feels like there's being no credit given to a San Francisco 49ers team that they've struggled for two weeks and then they've got this quarterback. He's, he's okay. He's, he's just, Pretty good, uh, but he might not be Patrick. Well, that was a, a boomerism there. I, I came up with that one and I had to
1: it's include okay. that. But it's, It was good, it landed.
0: <laughs> anytime that it's such a one sided, dominant conversation coming into a game again, and any given Sunday, anybody could win this game. This team is the favorite because they've got a better top to bottom roster from, from A to B, from A to Z. Um, And that, that's what makes me nervous here is that everybody makes it seem like Vegas doesn't, everybody likes Vegas doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, why, why are they making Mahomes this game? Like, like as if everybody else in the world is tuned into that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback and the people who set these lines and and take on millions of dollars of bets have no clue that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the world and and that this is just a, a miss on their point and that they should be ducked. So I think that's very interesting Talking about San Francisco, Mm. Purdy gets no credit. He he gets no credit for leading the league in passing yards, explosive pass plays, yards per attempt. He led a top three scoring offense. They were the most efficient offense in the NFL, one of the best by DVOA the NFL has ever seen on the offensive side. And everybody just wants to say, it's the system. Uh, anybody, Anybody can play under Kyle Shanahan, they say. And, I, and again, I think after struggling through the first two games, people are knocking him for that struggle. But then he inevitably leads two comebacks from down two scores to help his team win a game. So he gets all the blame for going down early, gets no credit at all for leading two comebacks in two hard spots. And again, everybody just wants to say, like, if they haven't done it in the past, they can't do it. And there is a little bit of a side to that. There is, if you look back at, I, I didn't write the trend down, but when a quarterback with Super Bowl experience takes on a new quarterback, the quarterback with experience usually does dominate. Granted, a lot of that is skewed by if you take Tom Brady out of those stats, yeah, <laughs> it skews that number a ton. So um, I-, I think that's, it's just one of those things. It's like, yes, I understand he hasn't done it yet, but then like, it's like everybody has to do it at some point. Everybody has to get over that hump. And as much crap as he gets this year, so you say that Purdy wins one now, we should just trust him forever in the future because of one game. So I, I think it's I think it's a little crazy and a little one-sided towards Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, there might be a little bit of a bias coming out of that for me. But, yeah, but again, we've talked about Brock Purdy a lot. What, do you, what are your thoughts on Purdy and what you've seen out of him for the
1: playoffs? I, I think Purdy is – the first word that comes to mind is serviceable, but he's better than serviceable. He's good. He's actually good. And I understand they have all the weapons, the McCaffrey, IU, Debo, Samuel. Kittle's fantastic. You know, it, their defense is good. They're like they're just a great team. There's a reason they're in the Super Bowl. My question is though, if they weren't playing the Chiefs, let's say the Ravens won, what -hmm. would the narrative then be? Because it would be two first time Super Bowl quarterbacks, right? It'd be Lamar first time, Purdy's first time. Would it still be this, you know, everyone's all over Mahomes? It's and you said before, 70% of the bets are on Kansas City. Is it that obvious? Is it like really that obvious? And it's in Las Vegas. It's it's almost screaming. No, it's to me. It's almost screaming Niners. It's screaming. No, it. It's not that obvious. There's a reason that they're favored, especially two points. How can Mahomes be an underdog? How could it be a dog at all in the Super Bowl? It. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And plus, they're getting special treatment. I've seen they're getting a special practice field and locker room set up. And is it really? I mean, they're not just going to give this to the Chiefs because of the narrative all year long, right? That can't be the case. I think Purdy's great. I think he's going to go out there. He's going to perform. I want the Chiefs to win, but I I think there's a reason it's two points. I think Purdy's going to actually keep it close. And this could be a game where whoever has the ball last wins the game. So,
0: I, I definitely agree on that. It does feel like it, 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 this game is such a coin flip to me. I I, I don't think, again, if, if we're talking about how you want to pick a side in this game, I don't think we've got kind of those – Overarching trends, the overarching, you know, the, the the matchups that maybe these line makers are missing or, uh, you know, something that the general public doesn't know. I, I think that really when it comes down to picking this side, if you're picking the Chiefs, you're convincing yourself saying we have Patrick Mahomes and our defense has been playing at an elite level. And if you're picking San Francisco, you're saying we've got again, we've been knocking on the doorstep. This team has been knocking on the doorstep for Seven eight years making mm-hmm. you know a few conference championship games, obviously, last year had a legit shot, shot and making it back to the Super Bowl again. If Purdy doesn't, you know, sure. if they didn't have to have running backs and wide receivers run a quarterback position through the NFC championship game, mm-hmm. they've been knocking on the doorstep and they've got an overall better roster. And their quarterback, as much as he is a polarizing figure right now and, and has the doubt, he's clearly better than the quarterbacks that they have had in the past in this situation. So, I think that if you were a San Fran fan or you're picking San Francisco, you're convincing yourself that we finally have the quarterback that is able to get over the hump and that is able to make all the plays that are needed in this game. Um, You want to I talk about the
1: Chiefs plus two? I mean, do you even touch the spread or do you just, you put it on the money line, right? Well, That was my other thing too. I, yeah. I
0: think, I think either side, you bet the money line, obviously you're going to get a plus number with, with the Chiefs and then you won't be laying too drastic of a number with San Fran I obviously that was a, a, a that I was I was looking at uh when it did get down to minus 1 San Fran's money line was down to about my, minus 125 I don't think it's too it's actually it's, it's still like it's minus 120 so I really think um the best the best San Fran money line you can find is minus 120 the best Chiefs money line you can find is plus 106 I agree I think you take this out because again yeah with all the you know with, with how we've had some of these games in the past i was now them thinking back to the most including detroit with going for two point conversions uh you know last week against the san francisco team uh, detroit and and tampa bay tampa bay trying to score that two point conversion late uh trying to come back like you know we're seeing a lot more of these crazy scores um with teams going for two more um and, and these spreads coming down to some crazy numbers so i would absolutely stay away from the spread in this game uh and just pick money line for which side you're going to pick so yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about what we think the game plans are gonna be a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, what are you? What do you uh
0: I, I think we talk about the Chiefs. I think let's just talk about the Chiefs. So yeah. I, I think we've talked about it and everybody's been talking about it, that the weakness of this Chiefs team, if you want to find one, is the rushing defense. And, and that's a huge concern for me uh on their side going against this Niners team that obviously I think I think runs the ball just as well as anybody in the league Kyle Shanahan his own run scheme picked it up from his father and he's been doing it ever since he's been a little kid uh mm-hmm. and they the Chiefs have been one of the worst teams uh a lot of rushing DVI but San Francisco also has been worse than uh, than Kansas City rushing defense so I think that this is a run heavy script for both sides uh over the past Two months since uh, Talanoa Hufanga, the great safety for the the, the emergence, the second born Troy Palamalu for San Francisco. He he went out in late November. Ever since then, their running defense took a big knock. San Francisco has been 30th in success rate. Kansas City, 27th in success rate allowed on the run. Those are both including the playoffs. San Fran has given up 5.6 yards per carry and 318 total yards in the past two weeks against the Packers and the Lions. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with San Fran always running a light four-man front, never really running heavy fronts. Uh, they, they they build themselves up on how good their their four down linemen are, so they don't bring in a lot of guys this uh, typically. But I think that could change this week. But the Chiefs have leaned on Pacheco in the playoffs. He's seen his highest carry counts in the playoffs on the whole year. He had 24 last week and 24 uh, in the wildcard game versus Miami, which was his season high uh, beating any number in the regular season, where he topped out at twenty. So they've clearly turned the keys of this offense over to him uh, again. Mahomes' depth target is down more. He's dinking and dunking it. They're running it with Pacheco, and that's I, I think Mahomes is going to be, as much as everybody's saying, Purdy is maybe a, a glorified game manager. I think Mahomes is going to just play as a game manager mm-hmm. until he's needed. I, I think uh, his incredible low, uh, incredibly low turnover worthy play rate. We spoke about on this show uh, about, I think he's had one or two turnover. I think just one turnover worthy play in the past two playoff runs that they have gone through, which is just an insane level. Uh, And and he said he's learned. I I heard some press conferences this week saying he's had to learn how to run his offense when they have an elite defense um, because it's different. It's taking care of the ball more. It's killing the clock more when you're on offense, keeping your defense off the field Long enough so they can catch their breath and then come back on and get a three and out and then you eventually chip away and chip away as you tire down the opp- the opposition's defense um, by getting three and outs with with your own defense and then if needed if when the time comes Mahomes <laughs> can go he can go super sane you when know he, he, he could just yeah he, he could turn it on at any moment uh, I, that's another thing I heard a lot of people kind of saying last week when in, in the Ravens game oh what if what if Zay Flowers doesn't fumble that right at the goal line. What if? What if the, the Ravens were able to score there and and then, uh, you know, kick a field goal, take a lead. And people kind of just saying like, oh, the Chiefs' offense wasn't working, and they punted seven times that game. It's like, I think at the end of the game, we have to give him credit that if it's needed and if you have to go and get points, Mahomes well, could have done that. Even even if he didn't look good for the first fifty five minutes of the game, he can go get your points whenever he wants. Yeah. So
1: you never want him to be the last one with the ball. That he's He just makes plays happen. I agree. I think he's going to be, you know, he's still Patrick Mahomes, but he's going to game manage this. They're going to run the ball. Um, I know Dan messaged us and he sent some of the stuff he likes. Uh, Pacheco's over uh, 68 and a half rushing yards. I think I'm going to hammer that. And I think I'm probably going to look at Mahomes rushing yards too because there will probably be some plays that break down. Guys aren't open or guys are dropping the ball. And he's just going to rush out of the pocket because he's been doing that a lot lately. It's been saving them on drives. And he just always oh, oh, just finds the marker on the sideline, runs right to it. I know it frustrates everybody, but it's – you want him throwing the ball, but he can run as well. It's part of the magic that he does. Um, you know, it's – I think they're going to run a lot. I think it's going to be running all day long. Kill the clock. What was the – what was the over, under? What was it, 40
0: – 47 and a half.
1: 47 and a half? Okay. Yeah, oh, That's interesting. That's interesting. I see the line keeps moving too. I see that at one and a half now after it was just at two. So, uh,
0: yeah. I think depending on which book you're going to be able to find anything between one and a half to two and a half, honestly. And that's, that's all going to be whatever that book has the most exposure to, you know, it's like in generally talking over all the books, 70% of the bets on the chiefs, but one book could have more exposure on the Niners and then they want more chiefs funding to come in to try to balance that out as best they can. Yeah. Right. Um, I agree. I, I, I like I, I do like Pacheco over and Mahomes. If you do look, he his his rushing yards always go up in the playoffs. Because again, it's, it's he's he's more willing. He's gonna put that body in the line. He's gonna go get those yards if he needs them. He's so good. He's so damn good at getting that extra <laughs> yard, yard and a half, yeah. running to the sideline. Looks like he's gonna go out. Then he skirts his feet back in and he sticks mm-hmm. the ball out just over that first down marker. And I and I do think I I, I mean like it's a duh third downs are going to be important like San Fran has to get them off the field in third downs and then also you know mm-hmm. when you're in those 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 neutral parts of the field keep them hopefully and, and, and don't let them get to those fourth and shorts and give them the opportunity to convert on those uh, it is interesting though that normally uh, Casey hasn't been running out of as many heavy sets um, but we saw last week they ran out a ton of twelve and thirteen personnel, where you got uh, two or three tight ends on the field, and I think it has a lot to do with Joe Thune. I think Joe Thune is also out again this game. Yeah. Um, they're, they're they're left guard, so I think that's going to be interesting. And I think that they do continue to run those heavy tight end sets a little bit more in this game to get some extra some extra meat on the field to get those blockers um, going. And if we want to switch over to San Francisco, I don't think it's all that difference. I I think in this game, I mean, this screams Christian McCaffrey to me. It does. This game screams Christian McCaffrey. If the weakness of the Chiefs' team is their rushing defense, Mm -hmm. he has to have an amazing game, and he has as good as Kyle Shanahan's offense has have have been throughout his entire time as OCs, uh, as, as his OC and head coach. McCaffrey took this to another. Level uh, so it, it, Shanahan runs the, the zone rushing attack, like I said, that he's, he, he's known since he's been a baby, since his dad was running it in, in Washington and he was running it in Denver, winning Super Bowls. Um, they've got an elite offensive line, they've got one of the best tackles in football in big Trent Williams, and then they've got one of the best blocking, they got actually the best blocking tight end in, in the NFL in Kittle. And a weapon at fullback
1: and Kyle Juszczyk. I, I was waiting for you to say Uzchek. I was waiting for you. To know, we crowd.
0: gotta talk about we That's gotta talk guy. about Kyle Uzchek <laughs> if we're talking
1: about the San Francisco running That's attack. It. Real quick, Christian McCaffrey to score two touchdowns. I got plus two twenty right now. And I think that is golden, personally. It's gonna be a lot of running, man. I think it's gonna be a lot of running. And then the other part too that I had just seen, brought Purdy's over rushing 12 and a half yards. He's scrambling out out of the pocket. Chris Jones is coming. <laughs> so I I think he's going to get at least, yeah, that 12 and a half. He could do that in one run.
0: That would interest me because I feel like we just learned. I think we just learned it like last week. They're like, like oh, Brock Purdy. And he had his first step when he starts running the ball. He really gets going. He, he's, and, like, he's got a really quick first yeah, step. And I feel like that was slow. one of those things that yeah. everybody kind of like learned last week because like, he doesn't really run the ball a ton. um, And he started really scrambling, getting, getting some crucial, like he made some huge plays with his legs. So mm-hmm. that line, that 12 and a half does scare me because I think that probably got bumped up a little bit because yeah. of last week's game. I feel like I don't, I wasn't able to look back and see, like, I imagine his rushing total was probably around like more like seven, eight yards, seven, eight, nine yards for most of these games during the regular season. But again, mm-hmm. when he's not, when these guys aren't putting their quarterbacks aren't willing to put their life their 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 body on the line to, to sell out when they got to keep playing, you know, week after week. But obviously we're going for broke here in the final game of the season. Um, Just one quick thing, too. I just want to get back to that that rushing attack. I I think that uh, so the zone rush, Niners run uh, zone running schemes on 57% of their run plays. um, And the Chiefs have really struggled against that exact blocking attack. They rank bottom five in both uh, yards per carry and success rate allowed on those style of run plays. And they are 31st in stuff rate against zone runs. Um, so like I said, I, I think if they, they run their 21 personnel where they're going two running backs from McCaffrey and use check Kittle out there, I, I think that the chiefs are inevitably going to have to bring more guys down into the box. And then that's when, you know, you start spreading it out. Kyle, Kyle starts running his motions, his, his, his exotics that he's running, um, through his offense. <laughs> and this, it, so before Christian McCaffrey came to the night, this is what I wanted to get to, sorry, um. Before he came there last year, they were, the San Francisco 49ers were 18th in uh, overall offensive EPA and 25th rushing EPA. After he joined them in week seven or eight last year, they jumped to second overall in EPA and to third in rushing EPA. So they went from 25th EPA per rush to third in EPA per rush for the end of the year. And then in this year, with a full season at Christian McCaffrey, San Francisco led the league in overall and rushing EPA. I mean, to say like he is a game changer is just not saying enough about him. I, I think he gets the ball 25 times on the ground this game. They can't, they prove they could play from behind now with those other two. Like that was the other story. It was like Kyle can't play from behind. They were showing the graphic that he was over like 35 in games that he was coming into the fourth quarter trailing by more than five points. He had never come back until uh, the Packers game. They think they took the lead before the fourth quarter in Lions game. So he doesn't get two wins on that record. But again, that was even more of an impressive comeback. I think they were down by 17 in that game at one point. It came all the way back. So it seems like it's going to be running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, which should keep the clock moving. And so that's again, where you're talking about that over under, we do think it might go under the total in this game, but at the same time, both of these coaches, I think, could be ready to throw a curveball. I just, mm-hmm. I just hope that neither of them overthink themselves. Like I think the Ravens overthought themselves. Yeah, right. I agree. Full. like, fully ran ran the ball six times with their running backs, even though they were the best rushing offense of the league. And it was, you know, again, you could get into like, well, we're good at this, and they know we're going to do this, so we got to switch. They know we're going to switch, and like, you could do all of this like mind flipping, mm-hmm. and what do they think we're going to do? I think at this point you just got to do what you do best and it just take your best, run into their best, at least for the early parts of this game. If it doesn't work, we got to adapt in the second half, but the first first half, the first 15 plays, we got to come out and do exactly what we want to do. Another, if we want to say X factor, we like to give some some X factors out. I think Debo Samuel, I think Debo Samuel (laughs) is a massive, massive X factor in this game. Not only like I said, I, I think that now he's had a couple weeks to recover the shoulder. I thought he looked fine in the NFC championship game, but he was saw oh, the division around. He was so poised for a huge game and then he gets hurt early, but we've seen, we have not seen a Debo game this year where he gets a ton of rushing carries. He hasn't had that. He hasn't had, I think uh, at least a single game where he's had 10 rushing attempts or more. And I think we do see that this game. Cause I, um, we haven't seen Elijah Mitchell a lot. The only time Elijah Mitchell came in last week was when Christian McCaffrey went down at the end of the game and he, Bumped his neck, you know, kind of landed awkwardly on his head on the sideline. Elijah Mitchell came in and he punched that touchdown in uh, at the end of the game in, in that one. But I think that if McCaffrey does need a break, which he really doesn't, he, he there's a lot of times he does not come off the field for a single snap. So, But even if he were to break off a long run, get tackled, needs a breather, I think Debo comes in uh, in those spots and lines up in the backfield instead of an Elijah Mitchell or a Trey Mason um, here. So I think that he has the potential. He was also returning kickoffs. In the division yeah. round before he got hurt, so he has a potential to. He has a potential to, you know, special teams touchdown, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, throwing like he has huge potential in this game uh, to go over. So
1: my only question is, is going to play on the field because every time he gets tackled, you see him <laughs> come off the field All and right. go to the blue tent. That that's my only fear with him. Uh, I honestly, I think Ayuk is probably a little more important at this point. I think what they can do with Debo is definitely more than what you can do with Ayuk. But Ayuk has been clutch these last couple weeks. So especially against the Lions with that lucky catch coming off the defender. <laughs> he gets it. Yeah, right yeah. There. It's sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. So
0: 100 percent. I That one is extremely. interesting. that's probably one of the best matchups that we could watch in this one, too. Um, is going to be LeJarius Sneed on Brandon Ayuk because mm-hmm. Sneed has maybe been one of the best corners in the league this year. Um, and I think that that is, that is a pivotal match, but I think you're totally right. I think that it does go a little bit more to the other receivers way. I think Debo uh, Debo, and Kittle and then even McCaffrey coming out of the backfield I think are going to be more, more utilized in this game because I think LeJarius Sneed is going to give Ayuk some problems but he is going to have to win some matchups. He's absolutely going to be because he is, their, he is their field stretcher. He is going to be the guy that is able to get more chunk plays out of this Um if it's not – I mean, they've got plenty of guys that can get chunk plays in that, on that offense. They are extremely explosive. So we uh, will be interested to see. Maybe they move him around. Maybe they try and move him in, in motion, get him away from Snead, get him – and watch him work when he's in better matchups there. But, uh, again, Snead and McDuffie have been extremely good corners um, for KC, for which, again, I also think – just just leans San Francisco even more to want to run the ball, saying, "All right, their secondary has been one of the, their strengths of their team." And again, if you just go back to that Buffalo game, as much as they weren't able to pull it out in the end, as but well, you know, two big drops out of wide receivers in, in critical moments, the Bills moved the ball up and down the field, no problem with with the legs with with on the ground between James Cook and Josh Allen. So, uh, and the, the Ravens just didn't they just got away from it last week, and I think they could have done the same. So, uh, the Chiefs. The San Francisco 49ers have to be the team that puts together a full team effort against the Chiefs. I think the defense or I think the offense let uh, the Bills down in their game uh, as much as the defense. Or no, sorry, the defense let the Bills down. The offense let the Ravens down uh, because the Bills were only stopped. The Chiefs twice got them to punt twice in that game. And and the offense was running, running, and they they obviously didn't come up in timely parts. But And then you have the Ravens last week forced Mahomes into seven punts but don't run the ball on offense, can't maintain, can't support, put any points on the board. So if the Niners are able to be that team that finally puts up a full team effort, this is what can beat Mahomes, as much as everybody wants to say that, that he's unbeatable. And that
1: is. Listen to what you're saying right now. That's what it takes to beat Mahomes. We need the entire is, team yeah. to be on their A game. I mean, if there's a team that has the units to do it, it's San Fran. They definitely well, have the guy.
0: Because Mahomes isn't going to make, make a mistake. We, like, we've like we learned that in the playoffs. He just does not make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you have to be as perfect as he's going to be. Right. And you have to maybe hopefully find a hole in the defense where they're going to be weak. But I think that's enough of the game. We'll make our pick on the total – or, you know, on the side and the total in this game. But let's get to – this is my favorite part. Let's get into these prop bets. The Super Bowl opens up the prop betting market to – all sorts of different avenues of bets that we would never ever place during a regular season game uh even a playoff game it's just this game that you start to get all sorts of these markets and we're going to talk about all sorts of you know player props total you know over unders for for rushing passing yards all that other stuff but this is I got to I got to get into it what we know national anthem everywhere this is how we start this is first bet of the day first bet of the day we got the national anthem we haven't even had the coin toss yet which will make our pick on heads or tails after that. Just got, cool. You know, it's about a 50-50 <laughs> chance of hitting that one. Uh this year we've got Reba McIntyre. We've got another country, we've got three years in a row. I think country music stars here because we have Mickey Guyton, Chris Stapleton. Now we've got Reba McIntyre, 68-year-old Reba McIntyre coming out here going for the Super Bowl. Now, if you have done your research online and digging into the, the YouTube videos and trying to, to see if Reba had any previous performances she's been a little bit quicker a little faster on the uh on the national anthem than we've seen in the past so her line right now is set anywhere between I saw it open up around uh 86 and a half and now I think it's anywhere between 86 and a half and 90 and a half right around that minute and a half kind of a mark um which at all of her previous performances were were that uh there was one from the uh, I think 97 world series Uh, one of the years of the World Series that she went, and it was right around 86 seconds. I think that's where that initial line came from. But I think that this one's going over because this is a very, very low total as far as what we've seen for the anthem. The average anthem time has gone up over every decade in the NFL. It's become more and more, more of a spectacle. There's not been an anthem that's been under a minute and 50 seconds in over a decade. Um, and, and the average length of the last five Super Bowls is right around 119 seconds. So as much as her previous history would would lean that maybe she's going to be shorter, this is the Super Bowl. This is like, this is the granddaddy of them all. Like This is, we're going to make it extravagant. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, again, more so. The over the over has gone over, it has been 5-4-1 on the end of the last 10 years. I, I believe the, the push was Lady Gaga. I think that she was right on the number uh on that one so having a having a push when you're talking about seconds of a national anthem is just absolutely insane but again seven of the last 10 have gone over two minutes and only five of the last 33 anthem performers have not hit 95 seconds and a big part of this i was i was still wavering back and forth last week until i found this nugget we were getting deep into the weeds and lou as i was texting lou and our (laughs) other buddy nick we were talking about how to bet this and he's He's like you. You've absolutely lost your mind. This is the this is the time of year that I lose my mind when it comes to this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, for sorry to cut you off. For those of you listening right now, Matt really shows how uh, efficient he is with spreadsheets in Excel when it comes down to prop betting. This man, if I could show you the list and the numbers and the spreads and the odds on, I, I'm still scrolling. I'm just scrolling and scrolling scrolling. This man. You love this. That's all I can say. You absolutely love this. So go ahead. I'll let you continue.
0: I do. I mean, I'll have I'll have 20, 25 bets responsibly on this game uh, when it comes down to it at the end. <laughs> um, will there be a, mus- a musical accompaniment? Now, I actually read an article this morning that did confirm there's going to be a musical accompaniment with Reuben McIntyre. But this was last week, and this was when the lines were early, when it was down around 86 and a half. I was able to get this in at 88 and a half, um, taking the over. Jaguar Gator 9 News on YouTube (laughs) gave me this nugget. This video had 380 views when I saw it last week. he, He made a note. He goes, Rock Nation took over all the musical rights for the Super Bowl six years ago. And ever since that point when they took over there has been a musical accompaniment for every single national anthem performance because they kind of control the music and how the show is run from, from the the national anthem to the halftime show. So anytime that there's a musical accompaniment, there tends to be again, she can't now just speed through with her fast style that she did when she's going a cappella because now she's staying on rhythm with the band and with, you know, a piano guitar, whatever's going to be out there. Um, maybe maybe a, a few pieces. I think that's gonna definitely lean her to go over as much as I, I think a little bit here is that she's older, 68, maybe can't hold the notes as long. I get that. The previous history, she's always been right around that 90 second mark. But I think if you can get this at 90 and a half or below, if it's still behind that mid mid to high 80s number, I think this goes over. Like I said, I I I put a, a I, I, it was a two-unit play for me on the over 88 and a half because I thought we had some serious value. I did eventually see where I was able to get that in. It got up to 92 and a half earlier this week, so that was four seconds of value that I've got there. I did see it come back down to 90 and a half, and now it's off the book. So now that I see I – see, I read this morning about the musical accompaniment being confirmed, and now it's off. So by the time this line gets published again on some books, they could make a big adjustment and go over that. Uh, push it up a couple more seconds to go over. But I think if you're under – if you can find a line of even 92, I think if you're getting under 95, take the over. I think it's going well over that. So that's my play on that for this year, Lou. Did so you're you telling me you – Did you get your over locked in?
1: No, no, I, I didn't. I, I, missed, I, t- I missed I text it.
0: everybody a week and a half. I said, this you is did. the play. This it's is, true. You know. No, I it's think my I've fault. Hit, I think it's i hit this fault. past three years in a row, so –
1: yeah, <laughs> it's true. And you go nuts every time. You and Nick together. Just, oh, my.
0: Yeah. Everybody shut up. We got to start the stopwatch. On Matt, the yep,
1: Matt pulls out the timer. Stopwatch. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's actually probably one of the most comical parts of the entire Super Bowl is watching you guys go nuts over the <laughs> over under. How long can somebody sing and scream and hold the note? Hold the note. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah. If I missed it. I Hey, listen, I missed it. I have a couple other bets that I put in that I like so I, you know, I, you two units on the, uh, that's something that says yeah. something.
0: Yeah. No, all, all the, all the casual fans or, you know, casual watchers of the Super Bowl that are there for the, the Buffalo chicken dip and the food, they, they start looking at us with a couple questionable, questionable eyes when we're like freaking out during the national anthem. They're like, the game hasn't started yet. Has it? It's like, no, but we got action. We already it, got action.
1: So it started for us. It's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys are looking, it's,
0: it's like, it's a real trendsetter. It's like, don't expect this to be a normal, like, don't talk to us about anything else during this, unless it's on, <laughs> what do you got on, what do you, what you take on the next, on the next drive? You think, do you think San Fran scores? Do you think they don't score? Like, if you're not talking about that, don't bother in this one, but let's get into it. Let's get into a couple of the uh, general game props that I like in this one. We're not really talking about either side, e- either, you know, one or the other, but
1: well, hold on, hold on real quick. Uh, heads or yeah, tails, heads or tails.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Heads the, the, the next bet of the day. I'm thinking of going heads this year. So You're
1: crazy.
0: I know. It, tails never fails, right? Tails never fails.
1: Except when it does.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so now, over the Super Bowl history, again, 50, 57 Super Bowls, tails has happened 30 times. Heads has happened 27 times. And, and again, tails came last year. It was much closer to 50-50, so I think it's time for heads to start closing that gap. Again, we all, it's a 50 50 chance you got to pay you got to pay five cents of juice on this even though it's perfectly even chance at both sides but Vegas has to make their money too I guess so I'm going heads this year I think I think I'm gonna I might be against everybody else in the room that takes the tails never fails every year but again yeah. it does not hit about 50 percent of the time so I think we're going to be uh contrarian this year and, and play the heads
1: okay no I, I hey listen you sometimes you got to take a risk buddy That that's that's it you're gambling here
0: you like to buck the trends. You know, you got to buck the trends every once
1: and in you, a while. you got the stats to back it up, too. <laughs> All the coin flips from 57 years. <laughs>
0: will, you, will you be laying the extremely heavy juice? This is another one that people like to take. They're saying it's, it's just automatic that the first kickoff will be a touchback. I believe yes is up to about minus 370, I think it was, when I saw it. Are you willing to lay the juice on that one? or because it does feel like more than likely that opening kickoff yeah opening kickoff your touchback like minus 320.
1: it almost always' it's a is a
0: steep price it, but it's it, almost a guarantee
1: it's almost ceremonial at this point that we're just kicking it off we don't have any like devin Hester returned it remember for right. Chicago all those years ago we don't get that anymore you just get the quarterback on the field let's just go let's just I, we still got to kick it off but it's getting to the point now it's like all right just started at the 25 started at the 30. Just come on, let's go. So no, I'm I'm not. I as much as you should. The worst thing that could happen is you lay that down, and then they take it out of the end zone. That would that would not be a good way to start. So no, I I won't be touching that at that point.
0: We like to attack big plus signs. We don't like to attack big minus signs. That's how that's that's poor bankroll management when you start laying really heavily juiced up. <laughs> now once those quarterbacks do take the field, first play of the game, another, another one we just got. You, you end up having few bets that just fire off right away here they're one and done first play from scrimmage a run is minus 150 obviously much more likely we do think they're going to run more in this game passing plus 125 i think i'm going to take the pass here i like the i like the potential shot play i don't know i i, I like being sneaky obviously this gonna be a ton of nerves more than likely you're going to run the ball but i think at a plus number at a plus 125 plus 130 yeah. number i'm going to take that pass that chance at a pass in the first play of the game
1: I think it depends who has the ball. I think if it's the Niners, I think they definitely run. I think you got a better shot at the pass. If it's the chiefs, if I'm being honest, yeah. Quick little, you know, quick little route to Kelsey, start the game. I could see that or something yeah. to a out of the backfield. I could see that happen.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing maybe a play action fake, like just take a chance, like try and catch this team, try and catch these teams snapping while, while, while you open up the game here. But, um, what do you like? Do you like any of the first scoring methods? So you could bet on uh, again. I, it, it, this one, I I don't think I'm I'm staying away from this. I'm going to be more like first touchdown scores because again, it all comes down to who gets the ball first here, and you don't really know that. So you can get right. K, you know all these are going to be plus odds. Uh, the, the biggest favorite out of the first scoring method would be San Francisco to score a touchdown to mine at, at plus one ninety. Uh, then you got KC score touchdown plus two thirty five field goal for San Francisco plus three fifty KC field goal plus three seventy. Or you can go crazy and go for the safety being the first score of the game. Uh, like you know, the Broncos game two years ago being about plus seven thousand in that that broncos seahawks Super we were alluding to. You taking any of those? Uh,
1: I probably won't. Like you said, I'll probably take touchdown scores instead. But if I were just looking at these odds, I wouldn't be mad if somebody took both uh, field goals, Kansas City or San Fran, because the odds on those, yeah, you're gonna end up winning regardless. So. That's you know, like us. If if it's going to be very defensive, like you said, nerves coming out of the gate. You know, are we going to start with a touchdown? I'd be surprised, but you know, anything's possible. I'm staying away. If you, if you yeah. want to be fancy, throw something on the safety. That's all.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, go big or go home in spots like this. Yeah. Right. Again, being being in Vegas, being in an indoor stadium, we're going to have uh, you know good kicking conditions in this game. So maybe some kicking props, maybe some overs on some field goals if we think uh, some of these guys are going to be able to come through, but. Anything else that you want to talk about kind of like these uh, the, these these game ones here? You know, uh, will there be a safety team with more sacks, uh, two-point conversion? I, I think that's another one, fun one that is just another good one to bet on. Will there be a successful two-point conversion plus 265? said, we've seen that go up I so like much in recent years. I think that that's worth throwing a little bit of a, a smaller play on, maybe a half unit, quarter unit kind of a play there. Anything else kind of overall game before we do start talking about – I want to get into some first touchdown scores. I'm
1: seeing this team with more sacks. San Fran plus 200. KC minus 135. That's interesting.
0: Mahomes just doesn't get sacked, man. Mahomes does everything he can. As much as, like, the offensive line has had injuries and the tackles haven't been been great, he just does everything he can, whether it's getting out and getting yards with his legs or just getting the ball out in time, so –
1: that was kind of my thought process when I said before we're talking about Mahomes over 25 and a half rushing yards. Right. It's He just takes off and he does it yeah. so easily. So, uh, no, just I seeing San Fran plus 200, I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. So, uh, other than that, oh, first turnover type, no turnover, plus 450, no chance. <laughs> no, there's going to be at least a turnover. There has to be. There, that would right. be insanity all game long. Uh,
0: it's two incredibly efficient offenses. I actually don't hate the idea of that, but I, I can easily see. I, I, if I were to bet that, I think I'm betting fumble. I'm going to trust these quarterbacks. I'm going I'm to take a fumble, mm. I think, and that a plus
1: 140. And then uh, I, I kind of like your will to be overtime. Plus 1,200. Yes, there will be overtime. Uh, that's, that's another one I think you
0: have to take. The, the odds are too good on some of these to be able to. Uh,
1: and re- you're do. rooting for it. You're rooting for overtime, so why not bet it anyway? Because it's – listen as i've said i want mahomes to get another one because i want dan's not here so he can't defend brady but i want that argument to continue getting better and better every year so i want mahomes to win but really i just want a good game i really just want a good game that's it i don't want to blow out i don't what well, you went through with the broncos seahawks i don't want that okay and i don't want something ridiculous like atlanta uh gave up the lead to the patriots i don't want something like that either just give me a good game all right don't don't do anything funny don't do anything weird, and I definitely. Oh, I found my uh, referee flags. I'm bringing oh. watch tomorrow. I'm bringing my flags, just so you of know. Of course, i throw might going around the room. I got the whole Halloween costume. I might just throw on the the, the zebra stripes in the hat. Bring. Yes, yeah, so
0: you, also got you got to borrow Chris. You got got the NFL hat. I'm just I'm just here. I'm just here for a good game. I'm just here for the league. I'm here for the shield.
1: That's it. <laughs> so overtime, I think I'll sprinkle some of that plus twelve hundred.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, you know, again, some of these are just too fun. I, I got some other kind of really long shot odds and and, and some novelty props that I want to talk about in a little bit. Anybody popping off the page for you for first touchdown score? Obviously, you got guys like McCaffrey, Pacheco, the running backs usually always the favorite. McCaffrey plus three forty. He's he's so heavily juiced up on on all these touchdown props of his. Kelsey, the next guy, plus seven hundred. Anybody like?
1: I mean you obviously just want to go McCaffrey but it's it at plus 340 it's like is it even worth doing it because if he doesn't get it then it's it, it it's like is it too obvious is it too obvious just to take McCaffrey I like it better like I said before for him to score two touchdowns instead of first touchdown score uh other numbers Brock Purdy at plus 2800 I don't hate that or Mahomes at plus 2500 first touchdown score get a little tush push little you know one <laughs> one yard line Push him in.
0: So I have a I have a fun way to get McCaffrey into a first touchdown score. Uh, I found that uh, DraftKings were acting on. I'm sure there's some other books. They had like exact, so you could bet basically first and second touchdown. So mm. kind of like horse racing where you're going to be first and second place and you have to hit them on the point. So for these two, these the first and second touchdowns, you could bet McCaffrey to score the first touchdown and Kelsey to score the second touchdown. And vice versa. I bet both of them, Kelsey scored the first, McCaffrey scored the second. They are plus 1,900 and plus 2,000, respectively. Wow. So you're getting 19 to 1 and 20 to 1 odds on those. So I think that's obviously, then you're trying to hit two in a row versus just trying to hit the one. Right. But I think, again, I think it's such a long shot anyway to be able to hit that first guy that if you could take these heavy, heavy favorites, like two, you know. I'm sure you can find ones too where it was McCaffrey first and Pacheco second, were the two the two odds-on favorites there. But I really like those as far as that goes. And then for you could bet just the team-specific touchdown. Um, I really like Kelsey to get the Chiefs' first touchdown at plus two sixty-five. I mean, he has had, I think it's it, it's it's he's had. Thir- uh, 13 touchdowns in 17 games and 17 playoff games with Mahomes. And he scored in eight of the last nine playoff games that the Chiefs have played in. So, Kelsey, more than likely, gonna get a touchdown <laughs> in this game. I mean, his anytime touchdown that is minus 110. So, telling you pretty much you got a chance at that. And I am, as much as you said, Lou, about, you know, two touchdowns for McCaffrey, I think his anytime touchdown, which was posted at 225 as far as when I saw it uh, and when I got down on it minus 225 during the regular season, he was like minus 350, minus 300 to score a touchdown just anytime. So mm-hmm. I, I laid the number at, at a two to one, uh, you know, going against me on Christian McCaffrey, but I really think that he's going to get in the end zone here. So as much as that seems steep, if you've been following along with the regular season, he has been much, much higher in a lot of these games this year. So that is that is down compared to what his numbers were all year. Any other anytime touchdown scores that you want to get down on? Uh maybe, maybe a favorite. Obviously, maybe I, I think I think you're getting down on Travis Kelsey minus one ten. I think there's no doubt sure. about it. The yeah. narratives, the narrative screaming it, and then any oh, maybe yeah. a long shot. Oh,
1: yeah. No, that narrative is screaming Kelsey touchdown. Absolutely. That's that's the
0: bet the narrative of the week for sure.
1: (laughs) It's got to be. It's got to be. I will tell you. So I did the. A four person anytime touchdown. I like this one. Isaiah Pacheco, Travis Kelsey, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle all to score anytime. And I got that at plus twenty nine sixty seven. So very nice. I think all unless it's a real defensive battle, I think all these guys score. I think there's no doubt about it. And if you really wanted to, throw McCaffrey on top of it too. So
0: Yeah, this is another note that I heard from uh, a guy that me and and Dan follow a lot, Simon Hunter, kind of talked about like in the Super Bowl, like you could get cute and try and say, you know, oh, Kelsey's the best player. They're going to take Kelsey away. They're going to take, you know, they're going to take McCaffrey away. It's like at at this point, like these guys are just elite And, and the best players show up in the biggest spots. And I think that there's no doubt I mean, Travis Kelsey scored the first touchdown Kyle Hamilton allowed last week. And, and the defense that he was able to go off on last week, I don't think there's anything as much as people are going to be like, Oh, you know, they've got Fred Warner and Trey Greenlaw, like good linebackers. They're going to give him a problem. They've been really bad against, uh, against tight ends ever since again, who went out. So he's been a huge for them, not only in the run game, but against tight ends, they got torched last week uh, pretty, pretty decently by uh, Sam Laporte and the lions. And then I believe, they led up two touchdowns to two separate tight ends uh to the Packers in that game. Uh it was a like Tucker Kraft or to Craig Kraft and, and one other guy. So I think they led up two touchdowns uh to tight ends in the divisional round as well. So I think Kelsey has scored touchdowns definitely going in there. So Lou, you said it. I, I got I got a guy that I like for long shots every year. Kyle check. He did it last year. He did, he did it, he did it the last time they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was a big cash for me then. So we're riding again, my guy Kyle Uzchek plus 750. Like I said, we're gonna be running 21 personnel. We're running that down there throw. We're doing a fake pitch out to Christian McCaffrey and we're doing fullback dive down there with uh with Kyle Uzchek. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to get involved in this game. I also have Kyle Uzchek's over a half receiving yard. I mean, you saw him in the Detroit game. <laughs> he he came up huge. He had that look at that, you know, that toast that toe drag swag that he came up with in that Detroit game, getting that huge first down late in the game. I mean. Kids got some pass catching chops. So I, I like Cal used to catch at least one pass in this game. That was juiced up a little bit around minus minus one fifty.
1: That's your guy, man. That's your guy. I'm surprised you didn't say Noah gray after everything you just said about Sanford Fran having trouble with tight ends. Not I just, do think that's what this, about, Yeah, I Noah think gray. that's another,
0: I, I like that a lot. Lou. I think that's definitely, I, you bet both, both Kansas city tight ends. You bet one of the even money and you bet the long shot odds and Noah gray to sneak out there. I think that's a great <laughs> play. Um, let's get into just some, some, um, some player props. Like I said, so I know you, I I'm also on Pacheco. I think that's me, me, you, Dan over 68 and a half. I think that that's a, a huge one in this game. I think he's gone over this number a lot. Um, I would stay away from his receiving yards. Cause I do think that Jarek McKinnon's back in this game. So he only saw his receiving play go up in the past uh, month or so when McKinnon was out. Um, but I do think he gets every single rushing opportunity that the chiefs having this game, I don't think Jerry McKinnon or, or Clyde Edwards-Layer is going to bite into that at all. So I think that – and we we talked about, again, how San, Fr- San Francisco's run defense has been sneaky worse than the Kansas City run defense. So I think we like a lot of those props. I also – this is another one I think you you, you would like to take. Mahomes to throw an interception at like, under a half or not to throw an interception. Um, If you can get that at minus 150 or less, I think that that is a lock. again, the guy doesn't make mistakes in the biggest spot. So I, I would bet under – interceptions from Holmes. any other individual player props you're uh targeting here
1: uh no i'm just looking over uh Rashi rice reception six and a half i feel like he's gonna see the ball a lot six and a half is a lot though but um i think kelsey's receptions over six and a half i think he's gonna see the ball all day long i don't I, you can't stop the guy you really can't so probably p- take a shot at that one minus 160 yeah uh, I I throw I sprinkle a little something on that. Uh, George Kittle, his receptions at three and a half. What do you think of that? That seems low, no? It does seem a little low for George Kittle,
0: right? You know that does seem a little bit low, but I do think I do think there's a chance his primary role in this game is going to be blocking. Right. I, again, I think of San Francisco wanting to run the ball, but again, there's always then there's the the block and you shed the block and you get out in the flat or you sneak down the seam. So mm-hmm. I think he has a chance chance for a couple of big plays. Uh, I, I found a couple of weird, again, I got, I got deep into the, the prop ending market as I do every year. You can bet on the first rush pass reception for all these guys, whether it goes left, middle, right. And for how many yards. So a couple of juicy ones. I liked uh, Christian McCaffrey's first rush to the left side. Again, we're running behind Trent Williams. <laughs> we're going to run Trent Williams, George Kittle, left side, first rush five to nine yards. We're trying to get over five yards of carry here. Plus eight, 800 on that one. And then I have two for Kittle as well. Kittle's first reception to be over the middle. So it's got to be over the middle field, not left or right. And then I, I bet it both at uh the middle to be nine yards or fewer or to it be 10 to 19 yards. And those were plus 800 for nine yards or fewer, plus 950 for first reception between 10 to 19. So I bet those. And then another one too, as far as both teams go, I meant to mention this one earlier. I'm betting yes for both teams to complete their first pass attempt at minus 105. I Again, mean, I think these are two extremely efficient offenses. They're not going to be deep, you know, deep shots. As much as I said, maybe that first pass attempt could be a deep shot down the field. If They don't hit that. That will be a bummer for me on this bet, but <laughs> it would work cash and other bets. So uh, I, I like both teams to complete their first pass at a minus 105, even odds. I mean, that's a, two really efficient quarterbacks. I think that's a, that's a good one to have a chance at hitting. Um, let's get into the more exotics let's get into the the, the crazy ones the plus the, the ones that again bet these responsibly what do we you don't got? know anything about these i want to get your thoughts on this and they always this is another one that comes out of the super bowl time combined touchdown score jersey numbers so with all the total of the touchdown scores it is set at over under 121 and a half my thought on this my thought on this if you get either of the tight ends, like we're talking yeah. George Kittle, Kelsey, we're at 85 or 87. And then we're pretty much locking in a McCaffrey touchdown. Right. So now we're already at you're
1: basically, 100,
0: around 110. Yeah. So we're already at 110. The problem is, is that like, you know, Pacheco wears 10, Rashi Rice is what, like six, like mm-hmm. you have these receivers wearing these super low numbers now, but he had 19. Right. I think if you just, if you factor in that one of the tight ends will score and McCaffrey will score, I think we're pretty much over there. So, I'm taking the over on that at 121
1: and a half. Hold on, I'm looking up. What number is Brandon where? Nine uh 11?
0: Number 11? Oh, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, he's 11. That's They're uh, all lower.
0: They're all pretty low. Juwan Jennings is 15. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, all the receivers on the Chiefs. Insane. Miko Me- Hardman, Tony. I-, I don't know. Those guys are going to see yep. a ton of this game.
1: Yep, Rashi Rice is four. Yeah, no, that's not great. That's not great. That's uh I don't. Where do you find these things, though? Where, you you are incredible. You just got to keep <laughs> swiping through. You got to keep swiping through. Just haunting. Uh, <laughs>
0: I'm betting uh, Andy Reid to use the first challenge of the game, first coach's challenge of the game. Andy Reid. Those are pretty much even odds: minus one fifteen, minus one ten. And then the fun ones. It happened last year. Harrison Butker. Will there be a doink? You could bet yes at plus eight hundred, and I think no is somewhere around minus. Uh, I didn't have it It's like minus four eighty or something like that. So I'm taking yes. There will be a doink. I know you it got happened it. last yeah. year. It you might have not, it. it might not happen this year, but that's a, That's kind of like an inside joke amongst our friend group is that we're constantly rooting for doinks when it comes to the final game. So
1: yeah, how can he uh, not plus eight hundred? You got to take that. You have
0: to. And then who and who doesn't love a fat guy scoring a touchdown? Will an offensive lineman score a touchdown at forty to one odds? At forty to one odds, you better believe I'm throwing a penny on that one at least.
1: What's the minimum bet? Nine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What's, what's the what's the lowest I can get down on this and, and, and still get a return? Uh, let's see. Let's see if I got any other last couple of crazy ones before we get into Super Bowl MVPs and what we want to talk about here. Well, actually, yeah. We'll lead into that. We'll we'll, we'll lead into. Unless you got any other things you you saw you want to talk about, a little.
1: No, I was waiting to do this halftime show.
0: Oh, 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 sorry, I'm getting to the end of the game before we do the halftime show props. We got (laughs) halftime show props. And then, oh, wait, I forgot the other exotic section we got to talk about. If you're on DraftKings or other sites, there is an entire prop betting section that is named for the Swifties. As much as whatever, polarizing, all this other stuff going on, this is very funny. And I think this is actually great. Again, this is how you get more people involved in this game. So you've got a whole, I believe, 26 different bets that are all themed to Taylor Swift songs. So I'm just going to rifle through a couple of them. Uh, Lou, you shout if you like any of them, I'm just going to keep running. But uh, you got 22. Any quarter to have 22 plus ones. Anti-hero. The anti-hero song by Taylor Swift. Will Brock Purdy have 250 plus passes, pass yards and two plus pass attempts? Deja vu. Casey wins by exactly 11 points as they did the last time. These two teams uh, played friendship bracelet. Kelsey or Kyle Juszczyk to score the first touchdown at plus 600. Uh, how do you, how you get the girl Kelsey to score a touchdown at each half? Love story. Chiefs to win. Mahomes and Kelsey to score for all of the Chiefs touchdowns at tw- uh, 20 to one. And my favorite one, Wildest Dreams. This one I actually bet. Wildest Dreams. It's Kelsey to score the first and the last touchdown of the game at 25 to one.
1: I like that one. That, those are great odds. I think that one's pretty. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. No, that's man. These are these are clever. I tell you that. Deja vu. KC to win by exactly eleven points plus three thousand. Ah, I don't know. These are. There's some sicko over at DraftKings just just sitting there. Just hmm. What can I come up with? What what, what exactly? Just how you think they sit in the boardroom? Just you know throwing darts at a wall just coming up with ideas for this stuff going through swift albums and how they can make play on words and it's it's incredible that this is hey this is what it's come to hey that's it
0: now let's get over to the musical performer who's actually performing music at this game usher at the halftime show (laughs) another fun one that we like to bet every year's first song performed by usher this is what dan usually got some in-depth research on dan usually goes hard out of this trying to find the intro song Lou, what are you thinking here? You got, you got. You said you want to talk about the halftime show. What are you feeling? You got a first touchdown or first? Uh, sorry, not first touchdown. First song performed. You like
1: first touchdown by? Uh, uh, well, a first song. It's either. You think he's just gonna? It, oh my god! You think he's just gonna? OMG! He's just gonna come out with that. I could see that being the starting song, but it's not going to be burn. I don't think it's yeah. gonna be Superstar boyfriend or my. I don't think it's gonna be my boo. Even though that would be great if it was. Uh, loving this club. How great would it be if Little Wayne and potentially Queen B both popped out? That would be fantastic. Uh, I yeah, I think it's got to be OMG or yeah, I think it's got to be one of those two. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the big song? I don't know if we want to pop with that. I think that's going to be maybe the the one we want to have right in the heart of it because that's the one that I think ever I kind of like DJ God has fallen in love. I think that's got enough of a little bit of an upbeat. I mm-hmm. think that's got enough way to get things going. So. I'm gonna go with DJ. Got us falling in love at plus five fifty. Anything else for the halftime show? Uh, we want to get. The, we don't want to go too long here. But how many songs in the ha- set? Half,
1: I think under nine set? and a half. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that long. I'd be surprised. I
0: agree. And I, I think you know you do. They do. The problem is, is they do a lot of like half songs, and then that counts as you know they, that's like the first right. One or so right. So and you, then, end up, you end up piling them up that way, and then any special guests to make a perform uh, make an appearance.
1: Well, I think it's already. I think Alicia Keys is set in stone to appear.
0: Okay, so that's believe... why she was—that's why she was listed at minus three twenty-five when I looked. Yeah, at this. yeah, I think. If you, hey, if you can still find minus three twenty-five, it if she's confirmed,
1: <laughs> I think if any, I like Will. I am at plus four twenty-five. Okay, little Wayne plus five fifty. You think little Wayne? You, you think Super Bowl is good with little Wayne being up there? They did do Eminem and the whole West Coast crew, the LA crew. What two years ago? So, it, it could be.
0: I think there's a chance at it. I think he's a little too big to be a Guess, but I, I guess you know, 50 Cent was a guess and all other stuff, you know, a few years ago, right. so
1: it's possible. Yeah. I, I can see Will I am being the plus 425, I can see that being a surprise. So, uh, and then, yes, yeah. what else we got here? Super
0: Bowl MVPs. Let's get to the, the end of the Super Bowl MVPs, and then we'll make our pick. I didn't mention this in player props, but I'm betting Devo Samuel to win Super Bowl MVP. I'm also betting him to score two touchdowns, I'm betting his overrushing receiving yards. Devo Samuel, my X Factor in this game, I'm going all in on him. I sent this. I said, get another one I sent to the guys. I bet him prior to the conference championship weekend, being confident they were going to make this. I bet him at 50 to 1 to win the MVP. So I'm rooting for that. I'm rooting for that heavy. He's 20 to 1. I would still get on that if you have the chance. The quarterbacks are too juiced up. We're going for a long shot here. Lou, who you got for a Super Bowl MVP or a couple that you may be
1: taking? Give me the narrative, baby. Travis Kelsey plus 1,200, Super Bowl MVP, pops on one knee breaks out the ring for Taylor Swift on on the field <laughs> oh, that's
0: another that's another prop bet that's like plus that's like plus twenty twenty thousand so you could bet that one too if he's gonna I gotta more find that on the field
1: I gotta find that line uh yeah no I think Kelsey would probably be the only one the problem is it's always the quarterback that really is the issue either that or you do McCaffrey at plus 475 but I don't I don't think that happens I think it's it's just so set in stone and it's kind of annoying that it's almost always the quarterback very rarely is it and if it is someone else normally it's a receiver? Like the year, uh, what was it? Edelman won, right? Right. Dion Branch has got one. Yeah. San Antonio Holmes that That's year it. for uh Pittsburgh. So
0: that was an interesting note. So if you do think about Kansas City though, so someone highlighted that the only times that Brady didn't win his was on the third, was on the third Super Bowl. He, he got the first two, the third was Dion Branch, then he went four and five where he got the MVP, and then the sixth was Edelman. So when there is this repeat, there right. is a chance. So, if there was a year for Kelsey to do it, you know, maybe Mahomes doesn't have, maybe he only has two passing touchdowns. They're both to Kelsey. Maybe he does end up having a turnover or just doesn't have an elite passing yards game. I think there's a chance of that too. So, but let's get into it. Let's make the final call of the game. Let's make the side that we're picking here. Uh, let's give out dance first. Yeah. Dan said he's going with the Chiefs. He said the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Oh, the Gatorade color, he's taking blue. Uh, I think I'm also taking <laughs> I'm taking either blue or purple. It was purple last time they won plus two twenty-five. Okay. Uh, but Dan like, is taking the Chiefs. The Chiefs I, is the Chiefs.
1: I like red personally. Both teams are red. It just makes sense. I feel like that should, that you know, should be locked. Plus in. 350. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dan's going to Chiefs. Money line, he says. I, Matt. Oh, man, I don't know. I I really don't know. I'm, I got to pick. I I want to say the buck stops here, but I've been riding with Mahomes this whole time. I can't stop now. Uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I have to. I, I can't stop, even though I think uh, they're, they're not going to lose. Isn't there a stat like Mahomes has never lost in a dome and they're playing in a dome? I think I heard that somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, he, I'm pretty that sure I don't know. we're lost in a dome. <laughs> so I, I have to. The Prince of Darkness gets his third one. Hopefully, then I can, you know, watch everybody be upset <laughs> that he's still there and he's still doing it. Tyree kills down in Miami, <laughs> not winning Super Bowls anymore. It just yeah, I got go to go. My homes, Prince of Darkness, money line. I'll take the points, but I'm gonna take Chiefs money line. So,
0: well, I'll stand on this hill alone. I will stand on top of this mining hill. I will take the San Francisco 49ers. I think that they have, there was a point. And Lou, you bet this future too. You helped me get this future. We've got them at plus 550. You're clearly going to hedge out on yours. It seems like I'm, I'm riding full. No hedge. I'm doing no hedge. I can't, I can't stand it. I either beat the chiefs. I I personally beat the chiefs. We either beat the chiefs (laughs) or I lose it all. I'm not taking any, I'm not taking any charity money from Patrick Mahomes on this one. I'm riding out the future. This team was the best team in football for the majority of the year, one of the best offenses. They've now proved that they can get through tough games. They are battle tested. And I think this is the team that can put the full, complete 60-minute, full team effort in to beat Mahomes. He's not going to beat, he's not going to beat himself. They got to be perfect. They got to not make any mistakes. A lot of doubts around Kyle Shanahan. A lot of doubts around Brock Purdy. Everybody's just handing this one to the Chiefs. I think this is the one that just sneaks up on the public. And, and, and again, Mahomes, it's it's he's not undefeated in the Super Bowl. Yes, I mean, yes, he only lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I get that. And this is Brock Purdy. But, man, who knows? Maybe Brock Purdy is Tom Brady <laughs> Re, you know, right, reincarnated all, as he's yeah. still alive as the last pick. So
1: Hey, let him get this first one first. I'm not mad at you for picking St. Fran. I, I'm really – I have futures on both teams. Um, I'm not mad at it. I, I think, like I said, if there's a team that's going to stop Mahomes and the Chiefs. This is the team to do it. Last year was what could have been if Purdy doesn't get hurt. This is their time for redemption. This is time for Shannon to finally win one. So, and McCaffrey to get a Super Bowl. I, I'm not mad at it at all. I just can't pick against Mahomes. Because every time we do, it's just, you guys were against him in Buffalo. You guys were against him for Baltimore. It's just every time. He just continues to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. So, or right, whichever line you're on
0: yeah that's a little bit too i can't you know i can't get on that now i think i'm just gonna ride it out i'm just gonna keep fading <laughs> them i'm just gonna keep maybe getting my teeth kicked in potentially but i'm hoping that we can finish it up here but that's it that's it and that's all folks thank you everybody for listening uh i'm not sure what we're gonna do next week i'm not sure if we'll do a super bowl recap i'm, I'm we haven't talked about that with dan yet so we might have a show next week it might be a couple weeks from now that we do a little bit of a season recap but thank you all for listening uh again Get us to subscribe on, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Listen to us on SportsCountryRadio.net. We will have our picks out on X tomorrow, uh, and we'll have that noon for the big game. Probably maybe put out some of the props that we have as well. But thank you all for listening to this Super Bowl edition of The Sunday Card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by by Lou Paracone, You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11am, 3pm, and 5pm on Saturdays and again at 11:30am on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.